Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is September 5th. Today we are going to jump into Isaiah. So starting out in Isaiah, the first verse is just going to kind of tell us who is speaking. But the second verse is so fascinating to me. Listen to what it says. He says, Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord hath spoken. Now, what I love here is that Isaiah is calling on the heavens and earth to act as a witness for the words of the Lord. We see a very similar thing in the first section of the Doctrine and Covenants. The Lord is going to call on the people of the Isles of the Sea and on the earth, so he's going to call upon all these witnesses to bear witness of the truth that he's about to speak. But what's he going to say? Listen to what he says here. The Lord says, I have nourished and brought up children. Now, I love that because this is more than just a creation, right? It's like in the allegory of the olive tree, how the Lord of the vineyard is saying, ah, it grieveth me to lose this tree. I loved this tree. Well, we are more than just a tree. We are more than just his creations. Here, the Lord is going to say, I have nourished and brought up children. So immediately we get to see that personal, intimate relationship that we have with God. But listen to what he says about it. Now, here specifically, he's talking about Israel in Isaiah's time. He says, and they have rebelled against me. Now, remember, Isaiah was the prophet over the area of Jerusalem, the kingdom of Judah. And he was about a 100 years before Lehi and Nephi's day. And we know how bad it had gotten in Nephi and Lehi's day. But here in Isaiah's day, it was just as bad, so much so that Isaiah himself was a martyr for his teachings. Tradition has it that he was sawn a thunder. So things were pretty bad for Isaiah and pretty bad in that time. And here the Lord is calling upon the children of Israel, calling upon the kingdom of Judah to be better. And that continues in verse three, it says, the ox knoweth his owner and the ass his master's crib, but Israel doth not know, my people doth not consider. Now, this is so interesting for a couple of reasons. First of all, something that helps us better understand what Isaiah is teaching here is to understand and to remember that Isaiah wrote in poetry. Now, this might not look like poetry as we know it, but this was very familiar poetry for the time. It doesn't rhyme, but notice what it does do. He likes to give parallels. So he'll say one thing and then he'll echo it with a different parallel. He does that in verse two when he says, hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. See how he's kind of repeating an idea twice? He's going to do the same thing in verse three. The ox knoweth his owner and the ass his master's crib. So oxen, they know their owner. Donkeys, they know where they're supposed to dwell, where they're supposed to reside. But Israel doesn't know. His people haven't remembered. They don't consider it. They have forgotten God. They've forgotten whose they are. Now, something that I think is so important for us to think about and to remember, oftentimes when we're reading the scriptures and we see these examples of wandering people, we see these negative examples in the the scriptures. For example, we see Judah here and we're hearing about their wickedness, or we see Laman and Lemuel and we hear about their murmuring. Oftentimes it's so easy to take a look at those examples and be like, "Ooh, what terrible people. Man, I'm so glad I'm not like them, right? But my friends, I tell you, oftentimes I'm more often a Laman and Lemuel than I am a Nephi. Because Laman and Lemuel, they went and did it too. They just murmured about it. And usually I'll do what's right, but how often am I murmuring about doing 
what's right rather than doing it joyfully like Nephi did. All of us in our lives have our moments of Laman and Lemuel. We all have moments of being like the kingdom of Judah. We have this idea that the pathway to heaven is just this continually upward path, but more often than not, it's a couple steps forward and then a step back and then a couple steps more forward and then another step back. We're doing really good with our scripture study, really great with our prayers, really great with our come follow me study with our kids. And then we have a really bad week where we don't do great at any of it. And then we have a couple of really great weeks where we're doing everything right. We're serving, we're loving, we're blessing, we're building, we're doing everything. And then we have another hard week. And that's kind of how our life is. We progress, we grow, we learn, and then we fail a little bit. And then we learn from that failing, and then we progress and grow and build, and then we fall back a little bit more. And so as easy as it is to look at the kingdom of Judah, or to look at Laman and Lemuel and think, oh no, bad shame. We all have moments. We all have Laman and Lemuel moments. We all have Judah moments. And so here in Isaiah calling out Israel, there's a lot that we can learn for ourselves about how to repent, about how to turn to the Lord, about how to hear and heed the Lord as he calls to us to repent. Skipping over to verse 6, Isaiah is going to describe the kingdom of Judah. He's going to describe the Jews like this. He says, from the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Now, let's keep in mind, remember yesterday we talked about one of the tips of understanding Isaiah is understanding the prophesying among the Jews. So understanding how the prophets prophesied to the Jews. And they did that using symbolism and metaphors of things that the Jews would understand of that time. So here, Isaiah is describing someone who's sick. It honestly sounds like leprosy, right? There's no soundness in their skin. There are wounds and bruises and sores that haven't been closed. So it sounds like they've got leprosy here. And that's an image that was very, very familiar and very scary to the kingdom of Judah. The idea of having leprosy would have been terrifying. And so here Isaiah is comparing this sin to this idea of leprosy. And are we as scared of sin as we are of disease? Are we as nervous about straying from the Lord as we are about contracting this disease? So I love that here. But I also love the symbolism of ointment. That ointment is a beautiful symbol for the atonement of Jesus Christ. What heals our wounds? Ointment. What heals our souls? The atonement. Let's jump over to the most famous scripture here in this chapter. Verse 18, it says, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. That invitation of the Lord that when we're sick spiritually, when we have spiritual wounds that aren't bound up, that aren't healing, how do we obtain that healing? We come now. We come to the Lord. We let him heal us. And whereas our sins were scarlet, they can be made as white as snow. It's our trust in Jesus Christ and his atonement that heals. Ted R. Callister said it this way, The Savior overcame sin and guilt for all those who repent. So deep and expansive is his cleansing power that Isaiah promised, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. On occasion, I have met with good saints who have had trouble forgiving themselves. 
who have innocently but incorrectly placed limits on the Savior's redemptive powers. Unwittingly, they have converted an infinite atonement to a finite one that somehow falls short of their particular sin or weakness. But it is an infinite atonement because it encompasses and circumscribes every sin and weakness, as well as every abuse or pain caused by others. Truman G. Matson made this comforting observation. If there are some of you who have been tricked into the conviction that you have gone too far, that you have had the poison of sin which makes it impossible to ever again be what you could have been, then hear me. I bear testimony that you cannot sink farther than the light and sweeping intelligence of Jesus Christ can reach. I bear testimony that as long as there is one spark of the will to repent and to reach, He is there. He did not just descend to your condition, He descended below it, that He might be in all and through all things the light of truth. My friends, I testify that that is true. And it is the most comforting doctrine for us as we struggle to reach higher ground And it is a comforting doctrine for those of us who watch those we love struggle to find Christ. He has descended below all things, and He can make us whole. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 